The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus went through one town and village after another. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few be saved? Jesus said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow door, for many, I tell you, would try to enter and will not be able. Once the owner of the house has got up and shut the door, and you stand outside and begin to knock at the door, saying, Lord, open to us, then in reply he will say to you, I do not know where you come from. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank with you, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I do not know where you come from. Go away from me, all you evildoers. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves thrown out. Then people will come from east and west, from north and south, and will eat in the kingdom of God. Indeed, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Welcome to all our students from St. Michael's. It's a joy to be here and for us to celebrate with you the good news we've just heard from the gospel. Someone comes to Jesus and asks a very direct question, Lord, will only a few be saved? And notice how Jesus answers that question. He says, strive to enter through the narrow door. But what is the narrow door? Jesus goes on to say, Friendship with me, that's the narrow door. Once the owner of the house has got up and shut the door and you stand outside and begin to knock saying, Lord, open to us, then in reply he will say, I do not know you. I do not know where you come from. Friendship with the Lord, intimacy with God is the answer. And not just knowing about God or that God exists in the abstract, but actually being in friendship with God, which leads to another question, well, how do we do that? How do I bridge the gap between God who is so eternal and me? And that's where the first reading comes to play where St. Paul says it's through prayer because prayer is basically conversation with God. And it's that conversation that builds relationship and eventually we come into a loving relationship with God and that's where the narrow door lies. Now here's the problem. It sounds simple. How difficult can prayer be since it's simply conversation with God? And yet many people struggle with prayer either because we're too distracted or we're too tired or we're not sure what to pray for. Here's where Paul again gives the answer. He says, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, but we do not know how to pray as we ought. So the Holy Spirit actually comes into us once we make that decision to pray. When we begin to pray, even though we struggle, and we all do, the Holy Spirit then helps us. The Holy Spirit will bring to mind certain things, maybe certain sins that we need to repent of or tell God we're sorry for, or just bringing us to a new reality of what's really going on in our lives. 
because God knows us intimately and it's God who will share with us once we make that decision that I'm going to pray. Then the next step is as we continue to pray, the Holy Spirit leads us into this loving relationship with God. And then the very next thing that Paul says is that we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. So now God is acting in us in a way that is according to his will, which is always good for us. Even though things may not be going well in our lives, let's say we're struggling, maybe someone's picking on us, or we're struggling with learning, not understanding in school, whatever else may be happening in our lives, and there are many struggles as we go on in life, illness, misunderstanding, betrayal. Through all of that, though, God says he will work in us, even in the bad times, and also, of course, the good times. A good example of this is in the book of Genesis with Joseph. If you remember the story, Joseph was one of the brothers. There was 12 sons of their father, Jacob. He was favored by his father, and that meant his brothers were jealous of him. They're so jealous, they're so enraged, especially after their father gave Joseph a many-colored coat. It favored him very visibly. They sold him into slavery to Egypt for a little bit of money. So totally betrayed, Joseph was now on his own. He was in a foreign land, yet God was with him. Because Joseph, as we hear the story, had a relationship with God. He prayed, he knew God intimately, and even though things got worse because he was accused by Potiphar's wife of adultery and thrown into prison, even there in a foreign country in prison, totally betrayed by everyone, alone seemingly, God was with him and he knew that because he was still in a relationship with God and he was praying and we know what happened. God raised him up from that lowest position in prison in a foreign country. And he became the second highest in the entire land of Egypt at a crucial time in history. And then God started to reveal things to Joseph because Joseph was a friend of God. God spoke to Joseph, in this case through dreams, and told Joseph there would be a famine that would last for many years. That gave Joseph the insight to go to the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and say, here's what's going to happen in the future, and here's what I suggest you do. Store up for yourself grain. Take a portion each year for the next few years, which will be plentiful, and then when the famine comes, you will be saved. And that's exactly what Pharaoh did. And the entire region, Egypt, Israel, all the people were saved. At the end of the story, we have this verse in Genesis chapter 50. This was when Joseph now confronted his brothers who realized finally that he had saved them and they were now terrified because they knew they betrayed him. Joseph says to his brothers, even though you meant to harm me, God meant it for good to accomplish what is now being done the saving of many lives. 
That sounds very familiar with what St. Paul is saying in that first reading. We know that in all things, all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. So we have wonderful revelation given to us this morning. Will only a few be saved? It's those who enter the narrow door. And the narrow door is a relationship with God, an intimacy, a friendship that comes through prayer. The Holy Spirit comes to aid us in our prayers. And then as we love God and do his will, God then acts in our lives in such a way that even through bad times, whatever happens to us, God is working and will raise us up. And in the end, we will be going through that narrow door into heaven, eternal life. So it's a wonderful lesson for us to keep in mind because we're going through struggles, as you know, through the pandemic and whatever else happens in the future. It need not bring us into a kind of despair. If we're in friendship with God, if we're loving God, if we're praying, God works all things for good and will raise up the person who is loyal to God, who trusts the Holy Spirit, who prays every day, and comes to Mass as you're doing, God will act through that person, and all will be well. So let's thank God for this wonderful revelation this morning, and ask Him, ask the Holy Spirit, help me to pray, because I struggle in that area. Help me to pray every day, and He will answer that.